All right, ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Welcome to Unknown Christian Soldiers. Uh, first off, I'd like to open up with a word of prayer. Father God, I pray your blessing on this podcast and on the reading of the word today. And I pray you will allow us to go through this and, and get out of it what you will. May your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right. So first things first, let's just jump right into it. Let's get into the word. Um, I was really wanting to get into Matthew chapter six. Uh, there's a specific verse I really want to hit right off the bat. And I think I've done this before. This is something you're probably going to hear me hit on a lot. And that's Matthew six thirty three. Now this is out of the NIV version. Uh, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Now, Different versions will say slightly different wordings of that, but it's all the same thing. You know, the King James Version um, says almost the exact same thing. I mean, they're, they're, they're worded very, very closely. The CSB, everything says something very, very similar to this, all meaning the exact same thing. You know, let's break that down for just a minute. I'm going to focus on the first half of that verse because the second half really kind of ties in with some of the previous passages, and then I'm going to get into that and then previous passages there. So... But seek first his kingdom. Now, his kingdom may not be what you think it is. His kingdom is everywhere. His kingdom is everything. Now, we can all argue that, you know, well, you know, the, the darkness has a hold of this earth, etc. Um, but ultimately... Christ himself said he has dominion here. So his kingdom isn't just some place in heaven. We Some people want to look at it as, hey, is his kingdom is, is some place up in heaven. That's where he's, he rules over heaven, which that's true. The God, the Father, his son, Jesus, they, they rule over heaven but they rule over the earth they rule over the entire universe everything that's in existence is what they rule over um, and his kingdom is what he wants it's his will it's furthering his agenda you know seek ye first his kingdom not yours we have all these agendas of our own like for example yeah I'm real bad about being lazy and watching too much TV or playing on my phone too much or something like that. You know, I'm not as bad as probably some of the people that are a lot younger than me, but I still do it, you know. Sometimes for no reason other than just pure entertainment, I have better things I could be doing. You know, I know this is going to upset some people hearing this, but the bottom line is it's a distraction. Right there, I'm seeking my wants, my needs, my kingdom. If I'm going out there and I'm going to do something that it isn't what God wants me to do. If I'm going to take a job that God doesn't want me at, or if I'm going to move somewhere or buy a house or buy this thing that God says I shouldn't have and I don't listen to that, I'm seeking my kingdom first. We have to seek His kingdom first. Okay? And a lot of people are like, well, what about this? What about that? Well, you know, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And also in Matthew chapter 6, 
verse 29. Or let's start in verse 28. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? And again, this is an area where I think we all have to improve, myself included. I have those moments where I worry. You know, well, what about this? Or I can't leave this job because of this. Or I better do this. Or I better buy this because of this. You know, and, and God's telling us. You know, specifically his disciples. But in general, he's telling us. Um, those things, God knows you need them. God knows that you need clothes. God knows that you need these things. God's going to find a way to take care of you. It may not be what you want. God may not give you exactly what you want, but God will give you what you need. When you seek first his kingdom, God will give you what you need to get the job done, and God will give you what is needed to further his kingdom. Um, we have to look at the apostles. They were martyred for what they believed. Most of them. One was not. Um, but they were martyred for what they believed. You know, they, they faced exile. They faced, you know, stonings. I mean, they faced crucifixion. They faced horrible things. And you're like, well, that's, they, didn't need to be, they didn't need to go through that. That's not something they needed. Well, you know what? It was needed at the time to further God's kingdom. And while we may not understand that because we, th we see small picture, we see small things, we see what relates to us. I see things in my own little bubble, my own little world. What's going on around me? What's going on in my life? God sees things big picture. You know, we all try to put God, or a lot of us try to put God in this little box right in front of us so we can see what's going on. We know what's going on with him, you know. Hey, God doesn't work like that. God is a big picture God. God is a, I see everything. I know what the outcome of this is going to be. I know what this is going to mean to the future. I know why this matters. And I know why this has to be done. And that's what you have to look at. And while we may not be able to see the full picture on that, God can. And sometimes we have to trust him that this is the best path. Even though it may seem absolutely horrible to us at the time, God has a plan. And the plan needs to be followed so that his kingdom can be furthered. Seek first his kingdom. And now let's talk about the rest of that verse, or the rest of the first half of that verse is, and his righteousness. Again, the Bible says that our righteousness is but filthy rags. I don't care if you're Tony Evans, Billy Graham, Erwin Lutzer, whoever it is, R.C. Sproul. Your righteousness is but filthy rags before him. No matter how holy we all want to pretend we are, how holy we all can be, we don't hold a candle to God's righteousness. No matter how holy we are or think we are, we don't hold a candle to that. So, we need to seek his righteousness. Now, we can never become sin-free. Our goal is to become sinless. Sin 
less. If we could become sin-free on our own, we wouldn't need Christ's sacrifice on the cross. But the bottom line is no person ever stepped foot on this earth and lived a perfect life except for Christ. When he came here in the form of a man and lived a perfect life to be a perfect sacrifice. That's exactly what that is. Now, the rest of that verse says, and all these things will be given unto you. Let's go back to what we talked about a minute ago. Go back to verse, again, stand in chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life and what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. So he goes into this um, metaphor about the birds of the air and then he goes into about the lilies of the field. And he talks about that. And it goes on to say, yes, these things have merit. Yes, these concerns have values, but don't worry about those. Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and these things will be given to you. Again, may not be what we want, but God will give you what you need. You may not be out there wearing some real nice clothes, but you'll have something on your back. And you may not be eating steak, but you might be eating ramen noodle, but God will take care of you in some way. Uh, trust God to take care of the things that need to be taken care of. So let's talk a little bit about missionaries in America. Let's talk about what missionaries are facing in America. There are missionaries we send out here locally. A lot of people think, well, missionaries, they go overseas. Well, not necessarily. I mean, a lot of our, a lot of our missionaries are sent out here locally. I mean, your mission group, your mission area may be right here in the United States. It may be your local area. It may be the state. It may be another state over. You know, maybe you're going out to some of the inner cities. Maybe you're going to some of these other places. Maybe that's your mission field. Okay. But what a lot of them are facing is it's ridicule. You know, we live in this YouTube society where everyone wants to put something on YouTube and be YouTube famous. It's absurd. Everyone wants to go out there and be YouTube famous. Well, not everyone. A lot of people do. Okay. So we have to look at the fact that when you go out there and you proselytize, yeah, that means go out there and spread the word. When you go spread that word, it's not uncommon for people to come out there with the camera, with their phone camera, putting you on YouTube, saying you're an evil bigot and everything else. You gotta let that roll off. And the first thing you wanna do is just say a prayer to God. Say, God, give me guidance on what to do here. God, help me. I can't tell you something. Hey, you need to always do this. You need to always do that. Whoever tells you that, who has an answer for it always, don't listen to that. Pray for guidance at that moment. Pray for protection and pray for guidance before you ever start doing that. Be in prayer before you ever do it. And that way, when you, that moment comes, God will place upon your heart the right thing to do. Don't let your emotions get the best of you in those moments. You know, I've been, especially when I was a teenager, we went down to uh, Dolphin Island, Alabama. I believe it's the location. We were on the beach talking to people, trying to invite them to, just invite them to a Bible study that night. And we, we had a lot of good people who were very receptive to us. Some people were just nice to get us to leave. And, and there was a few people that were very ugly to us. You know, this was in the late 90s. And... Uh, Unfortunately, you know, it, it, 
I let it get to me for a minute, just just about a minute, and I just I just thanked them for their time, and I moved on, and that was it. Uh, so, in that moment, what I should have done is just kind of said a little prayer, and I should have prepared my heart before we really went out there talking to people, and I, I should have let God guide me what to do. You know, I, I tried to sit there and muddle my way through some defense of, of why they should come when ultimately I was casting my pearls before swine. It's what I was really doing. Um, you know, again, staying in Matthew, it will go chapter 7, verse 6. Do not give dogs what is sacred and do not throw your pearls to pigs. Or another verse says, do not cast your pearls before swine. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and then turn and tear you to pieces. Again, you have to be prayerful before you start. The Holy Spirit may lead you to do certain things or talk to certain people or they may tell you to talk to everybody. I don't know. I'm not there at that moment and God's not leading me at that moment. If you're the one out there, God's leading you. So you have to understand if, if the Holy Spirit is telling you not to cast your pearls before swine, not to give these sacred things to dogs, don't do it. If there's a moment where you're out there and you're obviously giving all this valuable information, this literally soul-saving information to people, and they are bitter and angry about it, then you are literally doing exactly what Matthew chapter 7, verse 6 says. And that is throwing pearls to pigs and giving what is sacred to dogs. Now that may change. Let's look at, let's look at Paul who was once Saul. It took a very miraculous changing event for him to become a different person. Before that, he persecuted Christians. He absolutely persecuted them. And yet look at what he became. So, again, it had to be the right moment. I mean, God could have done what he did and changed him at any time. But the timing was God's timing. The timing wasn't our timing. So, again, maybe that person will be saved later on down the road. Maybe that person will have that event that changes their life. But it may not be the time for that. It may not be God's timing on that yet. So, again, be prayerful. And some things you can do to prepare yourself is, is fast. You know, prayer and fast. So, so let's stay in Matthew chapter 6. And let's go verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth that they have received their reward in full. Now, this isn't talking about someone getting up and saying a prayer before the church. You know, obviously they say a prayer to bless the service or the worship or whatever it is. Um, but there's a difference between saying a prayer like that and then just going on and on about it and about saying things that just sound nice and beautiful to the congregation. So let's, let's get a little further into that before I go any more with that. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words. All right. So again, let's look at verse 5. In verse 7 here, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. 
I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. Down here in verse 7, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Again, prayer is between you and God. But you're sitting there and you keep repeating the same thing over and over again, hoping God's going to hear you just because you say it a bunch of times. The Bible right here tells us that's not the case. God hears you when you pray it. Now there's another part of the Bible that tells us the fervent prayer of the righteous man will be answered, will be heard. So, get your heart right before God too. If the only time you ever pray is when you want something, if you're going and getting on your knees, oh God, please, I, I need this. I forgot to study for this test. I forgot to, I, I haven't made my mortgage payment. I did, whatever it is. You know, if, if that's the only time you ever go before God, I, I don't know this for a fact, but there are verses in the Bible that allude to the fact that while God will listen to your prayers, God, God wants so much more than that, okay? God wants all your attention. We have a jealous God. God wants you to pray about everything. Pray without ceasing. There are verses in the Bible that tell us to pray without ceasing. Um, prayer should be a daily event. And I'm just as guilty as anybody else about not being on track with that. But prayer should be a daily There are heathen pagan, whatever you want to call it, religions out there that are devout in their prayer. Now, they'll sit there and they will babble on like the pagans do or they'll have certain chants they say, but they're very, very persistent and religious with their beliefs and they're very, very persistent about their prayer life and that's something Christians in general need to get better about. Not to say that Christians or individual Christians may not be doing this because a lot of them are. But as a whole, as a community, as a group here in America, for sure, we need to get better about that. Um, but again, prayer can help with that. Fasting when you pray. I know fasting is something that's, you know, there's groups that say it's great for your body. And there's people that say, well, you better get this physical from your doctor first, everything else. The Bible tells us to fast. And it tells us a specific thing about fasting, too. When fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show men who are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. So again, this is Matthew chapter 6, and this is verse 16. Going on to verse 17. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but only the Father who is unseen, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now, when you fast, the only people you should tell are those who need to know. Like, for example, if you have someone that prepares your meals. If you're married and your wife cooks, you need to let her know. And let her know that that's, that's to be kept quiet. That's confidential. If you're still living with your folks and they prepare your meals for you, let them know. And again, let them know that this is in confidence. If you have a specific prayer group you're meeting with and you're praying about something and that's why you're fasting... If you are fasting because your prayer group is trying to accomplish something, then obviously you'd want to let the key members of that prayer group know. But if you're fasting about something that's personal and separate from a prayer group, then you want to keep that, again, strictly between you and the person who prepares your meals so they know why you are eating and they're not trying to tempt you and push food on you or something like that. Okay? Uh, but, again, keep it in secret. Only those who need to know are the ones you should notify. And when you fast... 
you're denying your body the basics of what it needs. And that's why it's such a big sacrifice to God. You're literally denying your body the very thing it needs to sustain life. And God sees that sacrifice and knows the sacrifice. He knows how important what you're praying about is to you. So, those are some key things right there that's very important when it comes to going out there and spreading the gospel is having a good prayer life. It is knowing that you need to go before God in prayer a lot and knowing that there may be times you need to fast. There may be times you need to go before God in that exact moment to get guidance in that moment. Don't be afraid to do those things. And don't worry about what the future has in store for you. Because if God has a plan for you, He's going to walk you through it. If God sees you to it, He's going to see you through it. You've probably heard that before. God sees you to it, He's going to see you through it. Okay? Um, I was really hoping to get into a couple of other things, you know, specifically about some missionaries overseas, but I, I want to get a little more information put together on a couple of them before I present them to you. Uh, that is something I'd like to do is, is on some of these episodes, get you guys the names of some, some missionaries overseas so I can be praying for them and know what they're going through. Uh, but I, I don't have all the information I need to give to you at this point, so I'm going to hold off on that. Um, but staying in Matthew chapter 6 here, let's go back to verse 1. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from the Father in heaven. When you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. All right, so, again, this is another case of doing your deeds in secret. Uh, there's other verses, I think it goes on here, yeah, uh, in verse 3. Uh, not to let the left hand know what the right hand is doing. It's, it's obviously that's a metaphor, but it it's, goes on to show how secretive it should be. So even when you're out there and you are spreading the gospel or you're helping the poor, or whatever your, your mission is, whatever your uh, ministry is out there, it needs to be for the right reasons. And it needs to be so that you can further God's kingdom and not make yourself look good and not spread your own agenda. Uh, so that's something, especially in modern times, it's very easy to get wrapped up when they promote things and they want to put everything on the news and on TV and, and everything else and even podcasts like this. You know, I, you know, I want to stay anonymous. I know part of me is a human being and says, well, I want people to know who I am, but that's, that's wrong. In this moment, that is 100% wrong of me to even have that thought. Because that's not what God wants for this. God wants me to remain anonymous. God wants this to be about Him and His kingdom and His glory. So, I haven't got any questions from you guys yet. And I know the word's probably just getting out there about this particular podcast. So, um, I really want to hear questions from you. You know, just, just hit me up. Let me know. I'll be glad to read some of them on the air. Uh, but that's pretty much it for today's podcast. Uh, again, once I get things settled a little, little more, hopefully we can get more frequent, uh, get some longer podcasts, etc. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll take on a co-host. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's wherever God leads me. It's not what I want. It's what God wants. So uh, let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Father God, I want to thank you for this time together with the people that are listening. I want to thank you for this time in your word, Father. 
And I just pray that it will provide a blessing and some information to those who need it most, including myself. In your son's name we pray, Father. Amen.